It's that time again, Kev. Another episode. Another episode. The second episode of 2019. Boy, we've gotten this uh, year off uh, to a great start so far. Right on the right foot. I know. We talked a little Black Mirror already, and we're about to binge another amazing uh, television show that's... More than my lifetime. Yeah, so um, we're going to be talking about The Simpsons today. Yes. Now, like you said, it's been on forever yeah and uh i mean my entire lifetime mm-hmm. it's been on and there's been well over 600 episodes so far which is quite the accomplishment yeah rumor has it that episode 666 uh, is gonna be the 30th halloween special it makes sense yeah that right would, uh, that was a good uh good idea right yeah which how many Treehouse of Horrors have they done? Well, it'll be thirty. They do one every season. So oh it'll yeah, be, so it'll be yeah, thirty. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, exactly. So before we uh, jump into the Simpsons, uh, one thing we missed last uh, episode, which I'm sure most of our fans might have uh, noticed, is we normally ask a uh, question based on the theme of the month. And sorry, I didn't. Don't know if uh, I mentioned it, but. Uh, this month's Loot Crate theme is binge, uh, you know, for binge watching television shows to death. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, found a question um, on here. So why don't we do this one? Because I found this. We'll answer one of the other ones next next episode. But I okay. found I found another one that I think we could do uh, this episode. Um, so. Who is your favorite person to binge TV shows with? Oh, okay. Um, you want me to go first? Are you? Uh... Well, I like binge watching shows with my dog. His name's Bob. He'll uh, sit on the couch with me. Mm-hmm. He'll put his head on my lap, and especially when I, I mostly binge watch shows by myself, like home. Yeah, by myself. Now, sometimes my wife might be upstairs or somewhere else, and she just doesn't want to watch the show that I'm watching. And she tends to binge shows when I'm not home, Mm -hmm. too. It's kind of a, you know, we never binge watch shows together. It's kind of weird. I think it it might be her taste. Yeah. Like, she likes certain shows. I like certain shows, and they never meet. Connect in the middle. Now, we'll watch shows together on regular TV, like live TV, not like Netflix stuff or stuff. That's come out and I don't really care about watching, but binge watching the shows with my dog is just awesome because he doesn't seem to care. He doesn't know, but keeps he'll, company. he keeps me company. So I'm not going completely nuts. And I'm the type of guy that if I get kind of bored watching a show, mm-hmm. even though I like it, even though I'm watching tons and tons of episodes, yeah. I pull up my cell phone and try to play on it. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Even though yeah. while I'm trying to watch it and having my dog there with me uh-huh. just makes it a little bit easier so that way I'm not be getting distracted. I can pet him on the head, and he's so cute. Mm-hmm. And so, you can just focus on the TV. And, and I can and focus on the TV. Binge watch your show. Yeah, because one thing that would worry that I would worry about is that, you know, you, you watch a show uh, with somebody, and you made the commitment of, we'll watch the whole season with each other. Yep. But then it's like, what if 
you know, they go and watch just a, a, a sneak peek. Like, you know, they watch a little bit of an episode. Or, like, what, you know, like, they go on without you. Oh, yeah. Then they know, but what they don't happened? say anything. And then you're just like, well, what do you think of that episode? And they don't seem as shocked as you. Uh, I don't know. I, I like binge-watching shows by myself. Because right. um, I'm the type of person where, like, if I'm really invested into a show, I know I've... I've talked a lot about, like, Daredevil and whatnot, but uh, um, I like to be aware of everything. And so if it's certain shows that I'm really invested in, I don't want to be distracted. Okay. So sometimes I'll even just put, like, my headphones on. Ooh, watch it. And watch it just in my headphones so I can hear things and then just be like, oh, I saw that in the corner. Or, like, I just... I, I really like to analyze things, so oh, I like okay. to just kind of like sit down and just watch. Yep. Have you binge. ever uh, have you ever binged watch like I know that we were talking about TV shows, but have you ever mm-hmm. just binged watch movies? Yeah. Like like watch like all eight Harry Potters like all oh. in one sitting. No, I've never done that, but no. I have watched. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched like all three Batman movies mm-hmm. in one sitting. I've watched all the Austin Powerses in one sitting. Yeah. Like, I'll do that sort of stuff kind of alone, but TV shows, since it's like 30 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it mm-hmm. is, just being with someone, just even more comedy, I think. I think it depends on the TV show. Yeah. Like, shows me and my wife watch and we mm-hmm. need to get caught up on. Yeah, we'll just sit on the couch and just... And just blow right hammer through Hammer it. it through, and then we look at our watch and we're like, God damn it, it's already been five hours. Yeah, we've wasted... Well, not wasted, but we've spent five hours, you know, sitting on this couch watching this TV show or watching this film series. And, and especially good ones. Especially right. ones that you, like, want to know what happens. Like, what was it? Me and my wife were watching... Oh, well, I can't remember the show now. It was definitely one of those cop shows, but mm-hmm. they were continuous. They weren't, like... You need to know what happens I need next. to know what happens next. And mm-hmm. like, we're going to watch one more. But it's bedtime. No, we're going to watch one more, and then we'll go to bed. They hook you. Yep, it's, it's, that's yeah. what they do, especially the pilot. You watch the first episode of any TV show, it always ends with this, like, a random cliffhanger, so you like have to watch that second second show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're like, I don't want to wait till tomorrow to see it, so then you watch another episode, and then that has a cliffhanger. And it's 5 a.m., and you're supposed to go to work. And you're like, oh, man, well... How many Shit. of you listeners have ever stayed up till 5 a.m. accidentally? You've got to have the willpower to be shut yourself off, be like, you know what, I need to go to bed. Yeah. Now, the nice thing about the 20-minute episodes, mm-hmm. or the 23-minute episodes... They're like bangers. You can just... Yeah, you can, like, even, like, you know, a lot of TV shows, like, It's Always Sunny, or those FX shows like that, mm-hmm. those, I mean, you could binge-watch, like, Five of those, of five, ten of those, and you're done in, like, three hours almost. And it's like, all right, well, that was fun. Mm-hmm. But shows like, well, even, like, well, I guess hour-long shows, it's a lot harder, like Daredevil or Stranger Things. five or... episodes, and you've lost five hours of your day. Yep. Now, do you call, okay, so there's the people that binge-watch shows that go on to Facebook or whatever, and say, I just binge-watched the entire season of Daredevil, and boom, like, all ten episodes, done. Now, is that, is that your definition of binging, or can you binge five episodes and then you have to go do something? I have to... Or what's your what's your number? What's what's the number of shows you watch back-to-back-to-back to back to back uh-huh. that you consider binging? Um, if the episodes are, like, anywhere from 44, to, 44 minutes to an hour, 
And if you watch around three or more, I would consider that binge watching. Okay. Um, an episode or two, it's like you're, it's kind of like you're putting your foot in the water. But like if you watch three or more, I feel like you're jumping into it. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure coming back to it the next day or that afternoon or that mm -hmm. evening and watching three or four more. I feel like you, you obviously you got to do stuff during the day. You can't be the the, the hermit or couch potato yeah. and stay at home. I guess if unless you have, don't have a job, then right or I, you just need one of those days where you just don't want to do anything. Yep. I mean, I'm not that type of guy anymore. Like I used to be able to sit down and do it, but now it's, it's like, like I gotta go do this. Gotta like, do I can't Gotta go to Target. Yeah. I gotta, I binge go to Target. I think I've been to hours Target. hours in Target just walking around. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, every day I go to Target. Like, nice. I swear to God, I'm at day six or day seven now in a row where I've, I've been to, to Target. Target. You always need something. I and know. they'll always grab you on the way out because it's like you always leave with stuff that you don't need. It's always You always walk out with something that you never went there for. Exactly. So now we're going to binge, uh, binge talk about something that... Isn't like any other show on TV. It's the longest running the TV longest show running ever. The longest running TV show ever. Yeah. And it just beat out, uh, what was it, Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke? Uh, Never heard of it. It's like a western from 70s, like the 50s, 50s. 50s or 60s. Now, they put out like a new episode almost every day. Gunsmoke? Yeah. Wow. Like it was craziness. Like, production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Jeopardy almost just. where they just release tons and tons and tons of episodes. And mm -hmm. I don't even think... I think from what I read, it was like 50 to 60 episodes a season instead of, you know, 20 to 24 episodes a season. Right. And back then, production was so cost efficient and it wasn't you could just no, pump no CGI. Them out. I mean, mm. obviously, something like The Simpsons is all animated. Live action stuff or studio stuff doesn't take as long. I mean, I guess most studio hour long episodes take about a week to, to make. Yeah. Like, if you look at things like The Flash or Arrow, most of those production times are one week. So, but The Simpsons, all animated all the time. Of course, Gotta, now I feel like they're more efficient with today's technology where instead of like actual drawing with pencil oh, and paper, yeah, it's they all can computer. Do... And once the, once the character is created... Right, then you can use that layout. Uh... Yep, kind of what we learned when we talked to uh, Jeff Schiffman from right. way back when. From the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we learned that, you know, once the characters are created and on the, you on have the screen, platform. you have that platform and you're good to go. So, The Simpsons. I really hate to have to give you guys a what the... is The Simpsons. Cause... Right, you should know, unless you're, like... Two. Very young. Yes. And not aware. And your parents have not let you watch The Simpsons right. yet. Right. You were sheltered and under Now, my best friend was not allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up, so he really? had to come over to my house I to watch The I couldn't watch Simpsons. King of the Hill growing up. Or, well, yeah, King of the Hill. But you could watch The Simpsons. You could watch The Simpsons. That's weird. There's a lot of those innuendos that I never caught, but going back, <laughs> it's adult humor. Yep. All right. So this long-running animated comedy focuses on the eponymous family in the town of Springfield comma, whatever state they're in, mm -hmm. in an unnamed state, the head of the Simpson family, Homer, is not a typical family man, a nuclear plant employee. He does his best to lead his family, but often finds that they are leading him. The family includes loving blue-haired matriarch Marge, troublemaking son Bart, overachieving daughter Lisa, and baby Maggie. Other Springfield residents include the family's religious neighbor, Ned Flanders, Family physician Dr. Hibbert, Mo the bartender, and police chief Clancy Wiggum. So, 
for those of you that don't know, today today we're recording on New Year's Day. Yes. Just so happened, even though this will be released um, on I think the ninth of yep, the ninth. The ninth. Um, New Year's Day. The reason why we decided to record this particular episode is because I've actually been binging Simpsons today um, on New Year's Day. FXS was running. Um, not not necessarily an every Simpson episode marathon, but they're running a twenty four hour Simpson marathon. It was actually twenty eight. It started four hours before midnight. Okay. Um, but they have replayed a couple episodes. I don't think those original four hours technically Count? counted. Okay. Um, weirdly enough, <laughs> but yeah, all day today they're running Simpsons from old to new to middle. In the middle, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So I've seen some of my favorite episodes today, which is really really awesome. Are they? Are you more like? Do you like episodes? throughout their their series or are you more of like the newer or old i'm the older like i have um season one through probably season 13 pretty much memorized Mm -hmm. like i can watch a split second of an episode or the first two minutes of an episode and and know what episode it is what happens the favorite quotes from those episodes i even have two volumes of books mm-hmm. that actually go over each individual oh, episode. Oh, like those guides of yep. like who played this special character in yep. this episode. Yeah, they're they're really cool. I got them um, back in college and, you know, read through them and flipped through them. I was like a Simpson nut. Like, mm-hmm. I was in trivia contests. I, you know, used those books to study. I mean, you know, most people study math and science and study economics. I studied The Simpsons. Now in California, Ooh. at University Berkeley, California... There's actually a history of the Simpsons class you can take. Really? Yeah. And I was like, man, if I went to that school, that would totally be my history credit. <laughs> well, my wife would say, you wouldn't even need to take that class. You already know all the answers. You could teach it. I could probably teach the class. I, guess, I mean, I guess I don't know what the background is. Maybe it's more the political landscape at the time the episode was written or, you know, stuff yeah. like that as opposed to mm-hmm. actual learning the Simpsons. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, I love binge-watching The Simpsons, and I know back when FXX picked up The Simpsons, mm-hmm. they started episode one all the way to episode probably like 620-something at the time. Eight and a half, I think it was like eight and a half straight days on FXX of Simpsons. And I, God, I, I know it started on a weekend, so the first three days was just nonstop. Was I know this without commercials? No, 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 I mean, they had commercials, oh, okay. but it was like half-hour time blocks. Okay, okay yep. And okay. so, I mean, I watched some of my favorite classic episodes, like the Flaming Mo episode is one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, the the missionary episode where Homer goes to Africa because the PBS gets pissed uh, at him. Elmo knows where you live. <laughs> Give us <Yeah>. the money. <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's one of my favorite. I mean, my wife would say they're all my favorite episodes because I'll, I'll start watching an episode and, and, I'll, and I'll know, know it. Yeah. I'll be like, oh my God, I love this episode. She's like, is there any episode between season one and 13 you don't love? And I'm like, usually not. I mean, usually, usually, um, I have all the songs memorized. Anytime there was songs, monorail. the monorail song, uh, the Dr. The, Sayers, Dr. Sayers. Yeah, yeah. The, the, um, see my vest. Oh, the see. one where he, Mr. Uh, Burns, Mr. Burns and the puppies yep. are turning, uh, the, what kind of suit was it? It was a dog suit. Yeah. And he had the loafers and everything. Yep. And Bart and Lisa. 
Yeah, I, I mean, that was that, that was yeah. a fantastic episode. The plow episode. I mean, there's just, Mr. I could go on for... Garbage Man Ken. I, yes. I mean, I could go on for hours right. on all my favorite episodes. And I know my wife gets upset when I watch it just because she knows what's coming. Now, the funny thing is, so I set up to season 13. I get past season 13, and, and the episodes just, are decent. But they're not as good. But they're not, I don't know. They. I think what ended up happening is the Simpsons went from... Uh, episodes where pretty much anything could happen and they're like Homer has all these different jobs. I think there was a uh, one episode where um, Marge and Homer were about to have sex and she mm. wanted him to dress up. So he goes in the closet and he's like, Oh, plow jacket, astronaut costume. Oh, yeah. Like you would go through all the stuff, all the jobs that he's ever had, uh, but that's like what they were. And, and now can't... it seems like all the future episodes are either based on, like, political or something that's going on in the world, or they had the whole run of, like, Apple became big, so now they're getting MyPods and MyPhones <laughs> and, and stuff like that, and, and just what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and uh, granted, yes, the episodes are great. They, they're still, the writing is still phenomenal. But they're a little bit filtered. Yeah, they're a little, I yeah, they're a little bit more filtered. I mean, you look at Family Guy, look at South Park, they're pretty much unfiltered. They they're not Whatever. changed, yeah. And the Simpsons, I mean, I guess you, I mean it's a lot of controversy. Controversy too. You get like the Apu controversy, which is and, ridiculous. Yeah, the to, whole show is stereotypes. It is like every that episode, the rich that, guy. Yeah, the, the, the episode that was just playing upstairs, like that was the China episode. With the China episode, and it's making kind of it's mocking the culture over there. Yeah, and the babies see... and the you know right. And but see, that's 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 one of the newer episodes too. So that's where you don't see anyone barking about that. Like... No, I mean the comic book guy getting married to the Asian. Mm-hmm. That one was pretty funny. Yeah, I mean there's there's a lot of stuff nowadays that just doesn't play to me. I guess when I'm watching it. Um, I just like the funnier, the funnier size of the episodes. I mean, one that does kind of go a little bit far, but still was a fantastic episode was the uh, Navy episode. Oh, right. Uh, where they uh, get the boys to join a boy band and they're singing, but mm-hmm. the lyrics backwards are like, join the Navy <laughs> at Nash Niage. Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a whole like mock on the army getting kids to join and subliminal messaging and music and stuff like that. And yeah, that's a little bit newer. I think that was maybe 13, 14, maybe season 15 ish, mm-hmm. but still funny. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, you could gradually see stuff changing over the course of course of time. And you said you watched it growing up, right? Yeah. Um, from, from when it started or did you kind of um, have to jump into it? I had to jump up? into it. I can't remember how old I was, but, um, I jumped into it. Probably in the mid nineties. Okay. Um, I mean, eighty nine is the, the year starting. that it started. It started with that Christmas episode, right? Yep. Where they yep. got Santa's little helper. Yep, that was the very first episode. Um, yeah, I I jumped right into it. Uh, every Halloween, um, I would wait for the Treehouse of Horrors, yep. whether they would play reruns or not. Well, it's really funny. Back in the day, a lot of the times Treehouse of Horrors started the season. Mm-hmm. But nowadays it's like three, four episodes in, and then it's Treehouse. and I think it's I think it's because they try to get it around Halloween, and, and nowadays the 
because of the mid-season finales that TV shows have started really doing. Yeah. I mean, there used to be breaks. Don't get me wrong. There used to be breaks in TV shows. But now, and now they, there's the mid-season finale. Like and so, and so now they started the shows, I think, a little bit earlier than what they used to be. So then Halloween got pushed more towards... You know, four or five episodes in, as opposed to right away to to kick off the to kick yeah, off the season. I can get that because it's like it makes it for me. That's what made it so special. It's like it's getting closer to Halloween. You know, people are doing more Halloween stuff, and then they're putting out those episodes. That yeah, are Halloween and and those episodes really are the only thing that's consistent mm-hmm. when it comes to you know what you're gonna get. They're yeah. all based on a movie, a horror movie, oh. whether it's new, whether it's old. Mm-hmm. There's always something going on in those episodes. I mean, even the earlier ones had like the Edgar Allan Poe, the Raven. Yep. Oh, that was a episode. good one. Yep. So they're pulling from horror books. They're they're not just doing movies and TV shows and, and stuff, but they, it's a good mix of stuff. So you know what you get when you see that title flash up on the screen? You're like, okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be a mock of this movie. This movie, that movie, and that one of like... Uh... With they got that AI system with Pierce Brosnan as like the spoof of like Hell Nine Thousand yep. from two thousand one. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I think those they, that that thing is done really, really well. Mm-hmm. And and the other big continuous thing that I like over the course of all the seasons is the sideshow Bob. Oh yeah, like you never he, know when you get into him, and then he's like he's in that episode. Yep, and you know it's okay time to kill Bart or try. To, and in the earlier ones, it was all flaunting Bob's plan, and then the later ones are like, okay, we know Bob's gig, right? And he's trying to do something completely new. And then obviously, like smack in the middle, mm-hmm. you had uh, his brother Cecil, oh, played, by, yep. played by David Hyde Pierce, which I thought was pretty. That yeah. was good. They yeah. did a great job with that. The 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 Fraser crew. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny. So over the course of the years, it's just been a little bit, you know, I mean, they, they find, they find different things and they Mm -hmm. make it work. And I honestly, everyone keeps saying, oh, this is going to be the last year of the Simpsons. And who knows? I mean, as long as the actors are willing to keep acting, right? Well, voice acting, there's still the, the fan base that keeps watching. Yep. And I mean, only one time have I ever noticed them changing an actor or act, uh, actor's voice. And that was for Maude, Maude Flanders. Oh yeah, yeah. Her character's voice—they had to get a new, get a new person. But that's too bad. I mean, the core, like if Hank Azaria ever quit, or well, that just sucks because it's like he was doing a poo. So it's like, yeah. Well, he's gonna still do the other voices that he does, but but I mean, I love Hank Azaria, but like, uh, what's his name, Joe? What's his? Does he do like uh, he Ken Foxman? No, he does Fat Tony. Oh, Fat Tony. He's on. Okay. He's on that show, Criminal Minds. So every time I watch Criminal Minds, you I hear, I Fat, hear Tony. Fat Tony, and it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but I feel, feel like any of the main People, uh, voice like, actors, like Dan Castellano, Nancy Cartwright, and, yeah. Harry Shearer, like all those guys, if any one of them were to say, "Okay, That's you know it. what, I'm out," I don't think they should replace. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone else can do the voice as well as. I mean, there are good voice actors out there. Don't get me wrong. Like Frank Caliendo, you know, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, John Madden. Yep. He does amazing voice work and I'm sure Mm -hmm. he could cover for any, any particular person, but But, don't even worry about just, you know what? Have a great series finale and let's just move on. Maybe they tell us what state they're finally living in. Right. That could be the series finale. And then just do it like that. And then years down the road, if they ever plan on doing another movie, you know, maybe bring come, them back. Bring yeah. them back, but if they're if they're tired for doing this for thirty years, 
Like yep. I'm sure they're up there in age too now. Because who? I don't know how old they were when they started. No, I've. They must have been relatively young. Right. I, mean, I know Hank Azaria is. I think in his sixties now. So if it's been going on thirty years, I mean, around he started 30. around thirties. So I mean, that's that's. You were talking about paychecks earlier. Right. Yeah. There's friends. <laughs> I mean, they're getting paychecks. Yeah. I mean, I think The Simpsons could be your sole TV show for your life, and just. No, it's not. Obviously, as an actor, you want to keep doing stuff, but, mm-hmm. I mean, realistically... If you're getting a constant paycheck and people enjoy it and you enjoy it... Yeah, why not? So, um, one other thing about The Simpsons that I'm sure makes everyone uh, a little jittery, mm-hmm. and I found an article for it, um, is The Simpsons like predicting the future. Oh, yeah. I've seen lot. stuff like this. Yep. Um, so, I found an article. There was a few articles that I was going to uh, try to dig up about about it, but I found one that was a little bit funnier, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called, The Simpsons have pre- has predicted a lot. Most of it can be explained. Um, which is weird, because anyone that tells the future, it's hard to explain it. Um, so there's no crystal ball in The Simpsons writer's room, but you'd be forgiven for wondering. Over its nearly 30-year run, the series about the world's most famous animated family has alluded to many real-life events long before they've actually happened. The Trump presidency, the discovery of the Higgs boson uh, particle, 9-11, and most recently, Disney's takeover of Fox. If you didn't know about that one. No, I didn't. Um, I'll get get to to that one. By some accounts, the coincidences slash predictions, if you will, Number in the 20s or more. Uh, This track record has led the show's legion of fans thinking that The Simpsons is, at the very least, a product of television's most intelligent writers and the most uh, prophetic. So So is there something bigger going on? The future can be forecast better than one might think, says Al Jean, one of the show's original writers and its showrunner since 1998. Episodes of The Simpsons air a year after they're produced. So they write them up and produce them, and then they're released a year later. Um, he said, and it's just sort of sort of f- frame of mind that we've got, and we think one year ahead. I predict, uh, I predict people will make too much of our great predictions, he joked. Um, so writers rule on The Simpsons, not the actors. So the writers are the ones that come up with all the ideas. Mm-hmm. The result is a show packed with references to art, literature, pop culture, politic, pol- uh, politics, and science. When that many smart people produce a television show, it's bound to make, uh, start making some predictions, he said. So, where are you ready to get some of the weirdest predictions? Yeah. Okay. I'm curious about that Disney Fox one. All right. All right. Here we go. So September 11th, 2001. Now, this was predicted in 1997. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it happened in 2001. In the city of New York versus Homer Simpson, there was a moment that alluded to 9-11 attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City, and not even Mr. Gene couldn't explain it. There's a frame where there's a brochure that said New York at $9 a day, and behind the 9 are the Twin Towers. So they look like an 11, and it looks like a 9-11. That one is completely bizarre, strange thing, he said. So New York, $9 a day, and then the Twin Towers. Interesting. Right? So that one, I mean, as creepy as that one is, mm-hmm. that is definitely one of the more... It's a little eerie. That, uh... Weirder predictions. Um, 
Super Bowl 26, mm-hmm. Super Bowl 27, and Super Bowl 28. They were predicted every single year that they happened, 92, 93, and 94. The show predicted the NFL champions three years in a row in an episode that was all about predictions. And yes, all three were just lucky guesses. In Lisa the Greek, which first aired January 1992, Homer and Lisa bond over sports. While sports gambling, Lisa had discovered a knack for predicting football winners, which Homer happily cashes in on. Lisa tells Homer that the Washington Redskins defeat the Buffalo Bills in the Super Bowl. She would still love him if they didn't if they didn't win. Mm-hmm. Washington wins, and all is well between them. Three days after the episode air, Washington beat Buffalo thirty-seven to twenty-four. Wow! <laughs> the episode was reworked in ninety-three and ninety-four with the new Super Bowl-bound teams, which were the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills, both years. Lisa went with Dallas in '93. Dallas won 52 to 17. In '94, Dallas won 30 to 13. '94 was the last time The Simpsons altered the episode, and the last time Buffalo made the Super Bowl. Wow! So that could be like a <laughs> Buffalo Bills curse, right there. I know, boy. The Simpsons just really fucked over the Buffalo Bills, didn't wow, they? Sorry if you're a fan. <laughs> All right, now here's here's for you: the gray area. Disney acquires 21st Century Fox. Predicted, 1998. Year it happened, 2017. The most recent Simpsons prediction to come true was Disney's $52 billion deal for 20th Century Fox, announced in December. When you wish upon a star, there's a sign that reads 20th Century Fox, a division of Walt Disney Company. Here it is from the from the episode. November 8th, 1998. 20th Century Box, a division of Walt Disney. Wow. Mr. Gene said that sort of prediction was in line with the writer's forward-thinking process. The deal was just another one, he said. It happens. There's always a merger. Seemed logical, you know. Yeah, there's always a bigger fish. It's a monopoly. It's business. Yeah. Wow. That... That's freaky. I mean, yeah, the 9-11, the Disney, the Donald Trump. Yep, so um, here we go. The explainable. The Trump presidency. Predicted. 2000. Happened 2016. Mention Simpsons predictions to someone, and chances are they'll respond with, they predicted Trump, right? Well, it might seem pretty amazing. It's actually one of the show's most logical prognosis. There's a category I would call plausible predictions which Trump would fall under, he said. People have somewhat forgotten, but he was talking about running for president then, he said. It's, it was, wasn't was uh, somebody totally out of the blue. It was a guy who was a punchline name and had uh, presidential aspirations. Now, in the, in the episode, as you know, we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. <laughs> now, that's just probably another prediction that's going to happen in a few years. Mm-hmm. In 2016 interview with Hollywood Reporter, the writer Dan Greeney said that the joke was intended as a warning. That just seemed like the logical last stop before hitting bottom, he said. It was pitched because it was consistent with the vision of America going insane. That's not eerie. I know, right? They knew that we would be completely screwed. So, here, so references to the possible President Trump have made other rounds in pop culture. 
First, in Michael J. Fox's movie Back to the Future Part 2, where the bad guy Biff Tannen, who is fashioned to look like Donald Trump, takes power, and again in Rage Against the Machine video for the song Sleep Now in the Fire from 1999, which is directed by Michael Moore and filmed on Wall Street. So, there have been a lot of warnings in pop culture for, for what just happened, and right. apparently everyone either ignored it or went insane. They're like, uh, yeah, that's... It's not going to come true. So that's just some fun about The Simpsons. So let's close it out. Um, If you aren't already binging The Simpsons, go home, start binging. Start at season one, work your way all the way to season 30. You know, 10 years from now, you might be finished and caught up. Who knows? Um, But if you are a bingy Simpson guy that just likes sitting down, watching FXX, congratulations. You're, You're awesome and amazing. Um, so this month, like we mentioned, Loot Crate, uh, theme is binge. You'll be able to, uh, see franchises such as Friends, Black Mirror, SpongeBob SquarePants, and a few other franchises that haven't been, uh, told to us inside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, last day to order is January 19th, 2019. It's, so, it's coming up. So make sure you guys get on that as soon as possible. Um... Our sponsors, uh, like always, are Hot Comics and Collectibles. You can visit them in New Hope, Minnesota, Jordan, Minnesota, and Richfield, Minnesota. And this month for The Simpsons, we will give you the code word Flaming Mo. Flaming Mo. Flaming Mo. Go order a Flaming Mo from Hot Comics and get 20% off any Simpsons related items. Now, there are definitely comics and There's, figures and, yes. and stuff you can get for The Simpsons, so I'm gonna go make sure you guys hit that up. Uh, follow us on Facebook at Loot Time Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Loot Time Pod. Uh, listen to us on anywhere your podcasts are heard, especially iTunes and Google Play, but we're on a million other podcast apps as well. Mm-hmm. If you listen to us on iTunes, make sure to subscribe, rate us, give us five stars, and then tell us why you like us so much. If you yes. listen to us on anything else, make sure to still subscribe so you know when our episodes come out every week. And... Go to smashbomb.com, type in Lead Time Podcast, and give us a rate and review on there. Please and thank you. Yes. And lastly, you can find us on our website, lootimepodcast.com. Make sure to scroll to the bottom. Find our uh, thing where you can type in your email address. I will get that and add you to our email list. And I will definitely start doing it bi-monthly for you guys so that we kind of know what's going on and what's going through our minds and what we're thinking and what we're doing and all that other fun stuff. So, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good night. Go!